Hey, hey, this is Megan, and you're listening to the Salesy Podcast. This is a podcast for a modern business owner where you will learn how to build your business while staying true to yourself at the same time. As a sales expert of the last eight years and an online business owner, I am here to teach you tangible sales techniques rooted in psychology and human behavior. Get your earbuds on and your salesy notebook out and let's get started today. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome back to another episode of Salesy. And today we are talking about habit formation, a little bit of sales psychology and Hook's model for motivation. I'm going to take a sip. Sorry to all of you, but here it is. So when we talk about habit formation, a lot of times we talk about Atomic Habits by James Clear, which I'm a really big fan of for BookWise or The Power of Habit. I don't remember who that's by. What we want to talk about, though, when it comes specifically to habits is why habit formation is key inside your sales process and how do we get consumers to start forming habits or shortcuts around you and what you offer and those types of things. And so the first thing that we want to think about with habits specifically is the frequency that they occur. So if you've never thought about this, you need to think about the frequency that your consumer is going to think about you. So I work in sales and marketing and people think about money multiple times a day, if not every day. And that's okay because the important part about that is with increased frequency, they're going to think about how can I make more money? How can I do more things? What you want to achieve and what most people struggle with is how to make it default, how to shortcut kind of that process and what does it need to look like? So before we dive into Hook's model, which if you are listening to this in July or August or September, you can go ahead and get buyer psych, shortcut this episode and go ahead and learn more sales psychology. We need to consider the utility. So how useful and how rewarding this behavior is versus an alternative solution because our brains do not naturally shortcut to something that is hard or perceived as hard. And when it's something that is really easy for somebody to develop or really easy for them to place front of mind, that's where the money is made. And this is why, honestly, why some people are leaving the online space is because it's not as easy to be front of mind And a lot of people think that you have to spend a lot of money and do a lot of things. So before we get into that, we're going to talk about a concept that is taught inside of marketing and sales and something we also teach our clients. And it is the vitamin versus the painkillers. So think about your own personal life. If you've ever had surgery or if you have decided you wanted to be healthier, if you have surgery, typically they're going to give you a painkiller. If you're going to be in a significant amount of pain. Last time I had a painkiller was when I had pneumonia was actually allergic to it. It was horrible, but I needed to take it because I felt so bad and I just felt uggy. Now there is a vitamin that sits on my counter. Do I take it every single day? Absolutely not. Do I remember to take it every single day? Absolutely not. And so vitamins do not solve an obvious pain point. They appeal to the emotion or the goal than the functional need. I'm going to say that one more time for you. They do not solve an obvious pain point. When you take a vitamin, what you are doing is you are improving on your health 
And sometimes we take vitamins to change things, but most of the time it is not solving an obvious pain point. We're appealing to the emotions. We're appealing to the ego. So taking a vitamin is going to be checking it off your list. The other side of this is painkillers solve an obvious need. They relieve a specific pain. They're a quantifiable marker. They say, you have knee pain. I'm going to solve it. You just got your wisdom teeth out. I'm going to solve it. And when we're thinking about habit formation and when we're thinking about business as a whole and how to make more money, you don't want to be a vitamin. You don't want to be a vitamin in a recession because that's going to be the first thing that people cut out. You don't want to not obviously solve a pain point because if you're not solving a pain point, they're buying out an impulse rather than growth. You don't always want to appeal to emotion and ego beyond the sale. Now, appealing to emotion and ego in the sale is important, but you don't want to appeal to it beyond that sale. So with painkillers, again, we are solving a specific obvious need. A painkiller versus a vitamin in business is making money versus having a large audience. Now, if you are new here, I do not believe you have to have a hard, like you do not have to have a large audience to make your first hundred thousand, to make your first 200,000 and more. What you need to focus on is solving an obvious need because for most people, painkillers in that moment, in that pain, they cannot function without it. So keeping this in mind when we're thinking about habit formation and how can we shortcut the process, how can we tie into it? Well, Hook's model basically starts with a trigger. We have external triggers, we have internal triggers, but we're going to talk about specifically two external triggers. Now, there is a lot more that you can learn about triggers. And if you are somebody who is very interested in this, go ahead and send me a DM. But the two ones we're going to talk about today are paid. We're going to talk about owned. Why we don't talk about all of them is because something that is coming up a lot for my clients and for people in my DMs, ads. Do I need to run ads? Are ads going to be beneficial to me? When do I need to know to start ads? How can I use ads to grow my business are a couple of questions that I'm getting a lot. So we're talking about this external trigger of paid ads. If you have been around for some time, I've been a little wishy-washy around ads, you know, grow organically, do organically. We're losing organic reach on Instagram. So now it's pay for ads, do ads. And here is the final decision for me based on what I know about ads, based on my own testing with ads and based on my customers. One, ads reach the customer so you don't have to. So if your trade-off is time for money because that's a normal trade-off, using an ad strategy and using an ad strategy that is high converting, that is solving a pain point but not solving the whole problem and grabs their attention, gets us an email, gets us a follow, doesn't get us a like because the likes are a vanity metric, that is important. So that external trigger of having an ad typically leads into something like a lead magnet, a funnel, a course, a podcast, those types of things. On the other side of it, we have owned triggers. And owned triggers are important because we exist inside the user's environment. This is going to be that app on your home screen. This is gonna be an email newsletter or a notification. 
This is where we own a space inside their brain and it prompts re-engagement until the habit is formed. And why I picked to talk about paid ads and own triggers is that paid ads and emails go hand in hand when it comes to habit formation inside of our clients. They go hand in hand inside of our sales process. And so holding on to this idea that we can pay to grab their attention and then we can use email to really hold their attention and grow from there is going to be so important. But the thing to consider, the thing to consider in all of this and habit formation and how to draw the client in deeper is solve a problem and eliminate the pain. Solve a problem and eliminate the pain. So when we're thinking about ads and we're thinking about attention and habit formation and shortcuts, what you need to consider is what is a pain my ideal client is having? If you currently are not with the notebook open, come back to this episode and journal specifically on that. But instead of just taking the first answer that you get, ask why. Why are they having this pain? Why is it important that they solve this? What happens? Why haven't they solved it? Why are they seeking out the solution? And dig deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until you get to it. Because a lot of times we want to talk about the surface pain, the content strategy. People don't know how to make content. To be honest with you, people don't care about how to make content. And I know that's hard to like swallow, but people don't care about how to make content. What they want is people to follow them and to buy their stuff. And so what we think the pain could be content and we're solving the problem, we're teaching you how to make content, we're teaching you how to make engaging content. What's actually happening is people want to be acknowledged. You know, large followings. When I get around like my friends and family, they're like, how many followers do you have on Instagram? And I'm like, 4,000. And then I look around and I'm like, ooh, you know, the average Instagram account has 200 followers. I have five times the amount of followers. That's a lot of people. If you put 4,000 people in our little cul-de-sac in front of my house, you could probably fill the cul-de-sac and there would be a line going up the street. That is something that people don't consider. And so instead of me selling you this concept of, you know, content, 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 the problem is, is they either want an audience because they want to sell to that audience or they want to be seen, valued, and recognized. Eliminating that pain says, hey, I've done this before. I have done this before and I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you move in the direction that you want to. I'm going to help you not have to do the mistakes that I have to do, not have the failed launches, not have the $0 days, not have those situations. And that helps this attachment and this, I'm going to keep coming back for more and more and more. Because once you have hooked them in, once you've solved that problem, you can solve it again and again and again and again, and you can make more money and you can help more people and you can grow. So we've talked about the external. We need to remember that with external triggers, we have three core motivators. I've already touched on them, but we're going to touch on them again. The three core motivators in life, pleasure, hope, and acceptance. Pleasure. Freud's theory literally states that humans will gravitate towards pleasure over pain. We don't want to feel that pain. That's why you don't go work out. That's why you don't exercise. You don't want to feel that pain. And that's okay. So we're going to gravitate towards the pleasure. We're going to gravitate towards the cake. We're going to gravitate towards the cookies. We're going to gravitate to the feel-good situations. We're going to gravitate to going viral. What's the second thing? Hope. Hope is what the American dream is built on. And a lot of people think, you know, there's hope and then there's reality. 
And reality is cold and it's bleak and it's the dystopian movie where it's always raining. But then there's the other side of that. The other side is that the hope of a business owner is that you can change the situation. There is one story that I cling to when I think about hope and I think about the motivator for hope. So a lot of people don't know my granddad passed in 2018. I loved this man dearly. Absolutely loved him dearly. And he grew up as a farm boy, ranch hand in Southern Colorado. And my granddad one day was watching irrigation in the fields. And he was like, I'm not, I'm not going to be a farmer. God bless. I wouldn't have survived on a farm. So my granddad decided, you know, and what was this? The 1958 before that he was going to go to college at Colorado state university on the opposite end of the state. And he was going to become a teacher figured out teaching didn't make much. So he joined the army because at the core of what he was doing, it was the hope that he could provide a better life for his family. He could provide a better life for his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren and generations. And that hope is what kept him alive when he served in the military for 20 years, when he had to move around his family and he had to do all these things. And hope make us do incredible things. Hope is how I took the last $200 out of my bank account and turned it into a multiple six-figure business. So holding on to hope, having that motivator is important. Now, the last thing is acceptance. And if you have learned about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you will know that acceptance is key because acceptance allows us to start accepting parts of ourselves, to become self-actualized, to become aligned and authentic and whatever you want to attach that to. And acceptance is why a lot of people do things. They join masterminds that they don't have the money for because they want to make friends. They want to normalize business. They join a sorority when maybe they weren't the sorority type of person. We do a lot of things to get acceptance. And so thinking about what we're giving them, what we're solving, and their core motivator is going to be key. Now, just because you are motivated by pleasure doesn't mean I'm motivated by pleasure. Just because you are motivated by acceptance doesn't mean that I'm motivated by acceptance. And one motivation doesn't mean that it's motivating for everybody. So remembering that specifically is going to be key in this situation. I want you to take a moment and jot down those three core motivators and how it relates to your business. Got it? Good? Let's talk about ability before we dive in a little bit more. Ability is the idea that you can do something. Ability and confidence are two different things. There are two different things. And this is why people make money and people don't make money. Because there is an ability to make money. There's an ability with a relation that makes it easier to make money. And there is an ability not to make money. There is an ability to stumble through things. There is an ability to not know what to say. And the thing that people need to consider when it comes to ability is that you can build it and it makes it easier for the customer. You can build availability. Building availability will help you. And with that specifically, when we want to think about goals and we want to think about education, there is an endowed progress effect. So this says that we increase motivation as we move closer to a goal. How many times have you gone and done that extra workout because you only have one more to hit your goal for the week? Or, you know, when we were doing 100K in 90 days, I only had one more client to sell. And I was really, 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 
really motivated. We also see this in the business space in two places. If you are close to your goal at the end of the month, you're going to keep fighting. You're going to keep chasing. You're going to be running towards that. If you're not, you're going to lose motivation. So understanding that our ability is going to come into everything that we do. Here's the thing is that if the ability is not there, you can learn, you can learn, you can try and you can do it. So on the other side, we have the trigger. And from the trigger is where we start kind of moving in this process, right? You know, we start shielding away from this idea that like, oh, everything's random and it's chaotic. And then we get the reward. We get the other side of the reward. And the other side of the reward is going to be different for each person. Got a little ahead of myself. It's not reward next, it's action. That's the crazy thing when you think about it is that we have a trigger and I want to rush to reward. I want to get that dopamine hit. I want to get that dopamine hit. But the other side of that is action, taking action. And in Hook's model specifically, action is going to be related to motivation. So for all of you who are listening, who maybe you struggle with sales, you struggle with marketing, you struggle with those things, you need to consider what actions are you taking? What actions are you not taking? Because there is two sides of the coin. There is a side of taking action and moving closer towards your goal. And there is a side of the coin where you don't take action and you move a little bit further away from your goal. And I see this a lot in the online space. If we continue to talk about motivation, you know, the endowed progress effect of taking action, seeing results and growing from there. Action is heavily related on ability, the ability to do it. And if you don't have the ability to do it, be a business owner. Say, okay, I don't know how to do this. I'm going to go pay to learn that skill. I'm going to read a book and I'm going to learn how to do it because that's where we get the reward. And rewards are going to be different from person to person. It could be that high sales month. It could be taking your family on a vacation. It could be so many different things where most people get stuck is they don't see the reward soon enough. They don't see that reward soon enough. And because they don't see that reward soon enough, they say, well, this isn't for me. This isn't for me because I haven't seen that reward. I've put in a day. I've shown up for a day. Why haven't I made $10,000? Why haven't I booked out my services? I emailed my list one time. And that's where we come into the reward and understand that reward is also backed by motivation. Remember, we talked about the three things of motivation. If you are listening, say them to yourself while I'm saying them. Hope, acceptance. What's that third one? Can you answer it for me? Can you answer it? Pleasure. So once we get to the place where we're getting reward, that's where we can build the investment. And this is why... When we're thinking about habit forming and motivation and those types of things and how to create this, this is where micro commitments exist because we have them take that action. We have them take that action and they get that reward and then they get that investment of doing it again. And so if you are somebody who you are starting to listen to this and you're starting to grab it and you're starting to focus on habit formation and you're like, Megan, I've listened to all of this. How can I apply it to my business? How can I take it to my business today and make money today with this idea? We need to remember the external trigger. What is the pain point that you can solve for them? 
what is the problem you can solve for them and eliminate pain? Now, we don't want to solve the whole problem because then they're not going to invest. What is the action we can get them to take that micro commitment? Remember, we talk about consistency and commitment. And then from there, what is the reward? How can they see results so that they can make the investment? If you can answer those questions, you are on the right path and you are going to grow faster because you're starting to understand your consumer deeper. And when you understand your consumer deeper, that's where you make the money. Now, if this is something that's interests you and you want to learn more about this, we teach Hook's model inside of buyer psychology. And buyer psychology is now available to anybody at any time. You can go to the website, you can click work with me, and it is under there. If not, we will link it in the show notes and we'll make sure it's clickable for all of you who are on Apple Podcasts. And if you have questions specifically about Hook's model or how you can start utilizing in this in your business, go ahead and send me a message at Megan Lamely. I hope y'all have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. Bye. If you have loved today's podcast episode, go ahead and take a moment to rate and review on whatever you choose as your platform to listen. Rating and reviews help us not only be able to serve you deeper, but to bring more people in to learn more about sales. If you ever want to check out the behind the scenes, go down to the show notes. My Instagram is always linked and I will see you next Wednesday for another episode of Sales Eve.